where is your mindset when it comes to community? Are you saying that you are built in relationships, but then you're really rooted in revenue? Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, And let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. So this was actually an improv podcast episode that I decided to do because I was actually riffing with my good friend and client, Matthew Allen. I know all of you guys know him and love him. And if you don't, you guys absolutely need to be. But we were actually creating some content together and we were actually talking about community. And we were talking about where my love for community actually came from. And he was like, Jillian, does your audience actually know where your love for community actually came from? And I was like, "Um, no. And he was like, okay, you need to do a podcast episode on this. So I was like, all right, I'm here for it. So I grabbed my mic, hit record, and here we are. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why I'm actually so obsessed with community, but we're actually going to talk a little bit about why community is so important. And then we're also going to talk about what happens when your community also isn't always there for you. So we're going to dive in a little bit about to community today. Also, I'm thinking I am going to create another masterclass coming up. I know I just did a masterclass called How to Build an Engaged Community. And if you guys did not grab that masterclass, send me a DM because it was absolutely incredible. I talked about how to actually build an engaged community but I think I'm actually going to go even deeper and talk about why community is actually the key focus versus paying attention to like analytics. So uh, set into my DMs and let me know what you guys think about that. But we're actually going to talk about community and where this actually came from. So you guys may or may not know this story, but I was actually a cancer kid. Um, I was actually diagnosed with leukemia, ALL leukemia, when I was actually five years old. And when I was diagnosed, we were back in the day, back like in the late 80s, you were actually put into the hospital for a long time, right? So now when you have leukemia or, you know, childhood cancer now, you know, it's much more evolved, right? It changed quite a bit. Treatment is much different now. Obviously, it's, of course, very serious, but it's not at the same level that it was in the 80s. Like when you got leukemia back in the 80s, um, you would go in the hospital for a month, two months, three months. I was actually in the hospital at one point that I actually forgot how to walk. Um, I think I was like eight years old and I was in for so long that I actually forgot how to walk. 
And I actually had to learn how to crawl and then actually learn how to walk. So that was actually like the longevity that you were in the hospital back then. But when I was actually in the hospital back as a child, you would actually get paired in rooms. And this actually tells you what it was like back then too. You were actually paired in rooms with children, like boys and girls together, which would like never happen in today's society, right? But back then you were actually paired boys and girls together. So when I was actually paired back in in the days, I did a couple things very different. One was I would never wear a hospital gown, like never. I always had to have my own pajamas on. I always had to have a tent over my bed. I should try to find a picture of this and post it on my social media. But I would actually have this tent back in the day that they were called uh, bed tents. You guys might have actually had these if you're my age. And it actually was like a fitted sheet. And the fitted sheet actually went on your bed. And then the tent actually went over it. And the nurses and doctors actually had to like come in my bed and like zip it up and like come and get me. Right. I know it was probably like a pain in the ass. I had like IV bags, you know, and all this equipment. I don't think it's called equipment. Yeah, maybe called equipment um, like bags and all this stuff. And they actually had to like come into my hospital bed and like come in to get this. Right. So I was like the kid who was like no hospital gowns and I need my tent set up. Right. Also, Every single day we would go down to this like center and we would play games. We would like do puzzles. We would draw and we would would color, right? Well, as a cancer kid, you don't really feel good, right? You're getting treatment every day. You're getting chemo. Some kids were getting radiation and it was like potent, right? I mean, you were throwing up. You were getting bloody noses. I mean, you know, I'll save you from all the grossness on this podcast, but like you were not feeling good. So most kids, you know, had their barf buckets, you know, they had their bald heads and they just, we were doing the best we could to literally survive. Right. So we all had our IV bags and we were like walking through the hallways. And during this time, there was like this playroom. And I was telling Matt Allen the story that it was literally my favorite thing to do to bring all the kids to the playroom. So I would get down to the playroom at like four o'clock or five o'clock after all of our treatments were done. And what would happen was like, there would be nobody down there. And my mom or my dad would be like, let's do a puzzle. And I'd be like, no, we need to get all the kids down here. And my mom would be like, you know, I don't think, you know, X, Y, and Z is feeling good. And I'd be like, no, we need to bring everybody down here. And we actually, I would go and I would like walk through the hallways and I'd be like, Rebecca, Mary, Courtney, Froggy. Froggy was one of my friends. Unfortunately, he passed. I'd be like, Froggy. Blakely, Blakely was one of my friends back in the day. I'd be like, Blakely, you got to come down to the clubhouse. And we actually would come down to this like clubhouse and I would want to make it so fun for all the kids, right? So this was like my job to make sure that all the kids actually came down to the clubhouse. If it wasn't really a clubhouse, it was like a waiting room that they made into like this like playroom for the kids that had cancer. But they made it so much. This literally became like Jill's clubhouse that I was like the leader. (laughs) I was like the leader of this clubhouse. I'd be like, come down, come down, come down. And I was literally like the person that would rally all the kids around and bring everybody to the clubhouse, right? Clubhouse in air quotes. So I have literally been obsessed with community and I have been obsessed with bringing people together And I have been obsessed with making sure that everybody had a spot at the table from the very beginning, right? Like with my IV bag, making sure that everybody was seen. 
fast forward to high school, I was a cheerleader. Okay. Shocker, right? I was a cheerleader in high school and I had the same thoughts. I wanted everybody to be seen on the cheerleading team. I wanted to make sure that everybody always like felt like they were part of it. Right. Because as a cheerleader, I know you guys know this, like we're not always the nicest girls, right? There's some bitches on the squad. Right. And we had some bitches on our squad, but I was always the one that made sure that like everybody felt like they were part of everything. So it was like, Oh, just because the cool girls are over here stretching, we're all going to be together, right? Just because the cool girls are at the front of the bus, we're going to make sure everybody feels seen. So you guys, I have been obsessed with community literally since like, since like I was a cancer kid, like back in the day, right? So I was telling Matt Allen the story and he was like, you got to like share this either like on a piece of content or in a reel. And I was like, well, there's no way I can put this 10 minute story into a reel. Like I'm definitely not that talented, but I was like, I can definitely go onto the podcast and share the story. So, but it's really interesting because even though I have always been obsessed with community, I have actually not always been welcome in community. And this became much more prevalent as I got older, right? I was not always welcome in the cool groups in high school. Um, I was always not welcome in the cooler groups as I got older. Um, As I moved into corporate America, some of you guys know this story. Some of you guys don't. I was the only female in my organization. So I was very much kept at arm's length. Um, I was not part of like the cool crowd in my corporate organization. Um, I was not welcome in my corporate organization for a very long time. And then interestingly enough, when I came to the online space, this is actually when it got much more fucked up, as I like to say. Because even though I had one of the most welcoming communities that there really is, I truly believe in the online space, uh, one of the biggest communities with the most abundance mindset, this is when I actually was kept even more at an arm's length. And I probably shout this masterclass out in every single podcast episode because I truly feel that every single entrepreneur needs to watch it but it's behind the brand masterclass and we'll put it in the show notes. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check out behind the brand masterclass. Or if you're inside the sales queen collective, you get a copy of it. But it was really when I moved to the online space that I really felt not welcome in other people's communities. And I really felt that like everybody kind of wanted to be part of mine, but it wasn't quite reciprocated. And that was really when I felt differently. I felt differently about community, And I really felt like this conversation really needed to be talked about. And I've done a lot of posts about this recently because I really feel that it's um, it's a conversation that needs to be had because this is what I feel. I feel that this lack mindset is actually probably what's keeping people back in their businesses, right? So it's like if you're struggling to get coaching clients, it's probably because you're in this lack mindset. You know, if you're struggling to sign people for your mastermind or your group coaching program, it's probably because you have a lack mindset. If you're not filling your spots for whatever it is, it's probably because you have a lack mindset. You know, I've always had a full out roster. I've always been booked with one on one clients. I was actually just sharing this with my mentor today. And he was talking about the fact of like, you know, I've never had a hard time booking one on one clients, even at the price point that I'm at. And part of it is because I have such an abundance mindset and it's because I attract in people into my community 
but it's really because of the mindset that I have. So, you know, it's like right now, if you're listening to this podcast, this might be a really good temperature check for you. This might be a really good mindset check for you to be like, okay, you know, how am I showing up in communities? You know, am I going into other communities and I want to be part of them and I want to lead gen in them or I want to collaborate in them, but then I'm the first one to be like, ooh, I don't want her in here or I don't want her on my podcast or I don't want her to share that inside of my group, right? I have several groups that I'm in and I recently shared that I wanted to do a podcast swap inside of several groups. And I can't tell you how many groups did not approve this post. And it's interesting because all of these people actually shared their stuff inside of my group. But then as soon as it's flipped, and as soon as I want to put it into their group, it's like, oh, no, you know, we can't do that. So, you know, it's really like how community really is one sided. And I really didn't see that until I came to the online coaching space. So it was really kind of where I wanted to take this podcast today and really kind of talk about it. But the lesson here, because I don't want to leave this pod, this podcast on like a, um, a tone. The lesson here is really like, where is your mindset? when it comes to community? Are you saying that you are built in relationships, but then you're really rooted in revenue? This might be a mic drop moment, okay? So you're saying that you're all about relationships, but then as soon as you want to build relationships, it really goes back to like, oh, but I'm really just worried about my own revenue. I'm really just worried about my own profitability. So like for me, I'm all about relationships and revenue just comes. So I don't say that I'm worried about relationships or I'm worried about revenue. I focus in on relationships and then the revenue just comes. So that was my little talk today about community and relationships and revenue. I would love to know your thoughts though on this. So send me a DM, slide into my DMs. Let me know, are you more focused on relationships or are you more focused on revenue? You guys have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.